Have you been questioning your reality and feel like there's more to life than meets the eye? Or maybe you're on a spiritual journey and have so many questions? Well, we've got you covered. Join us weekly for casual conversations on how to trust your intuition and answer all of your burning questions. Welcome to Behind the Emerald Veil podcast with Allie and Mandy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7. We have lots to talk about today, but before we get into that, we just want to remind you that we have our Intuition 101 workshop that we launched, and... It's open for registration. Yes, it is. Yeah, so registration is open early bird pricing until December 15th. It is our foundational workshop on how to open up your own intuition and start uh, really getting to know yourself at a soul level. So if this sort of stuff interests you, we're going to talk about um, very foundational topics and introduce you to the ideas of the Akashic Records, chakras, uh, spirit guides, uh, vibration frequency, energetic hygiene. Like there's so much jam-packed into this eight weeks. It is a really good value, but we hope that if you're interested that you'll join us. You can find it over at soulstarenergycollective.com or on our Instagram at soulstarenergycollective. Send us a message if you're interested or if you have any questions about it, we would be happy to answer. And then regular price will go into effect on December 16th. Course starts January 20th. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So for today, what we are wanting to talk about is kind of like shadow work um, and like the importance. the importance of the of shadow work and turning inwards and healing uh, these things. Right. And this is kind of like our topic for today. And so this is what yeah. uh, when we went to pull the card. This is Yours was just like on yeah. point. Yeah. So this taught like our conversation today might be a little bit heavier, um, but it's so important. So the message from Cody today is uh, I pulled from the Shaman's Dream Oracle deck because obviously it's one of our favorites. Um, and the message here, I'm going to read it from the book. It says, you are called now to bark, embark on a sacred journey. Um, like, okay, so the Arthurian knights in their quest for the Holy Grail had to make sure to take an unmarked trail that no one else has ever followed or they would not be able to accomplish their goal. Likewise, you must enter the darkest forest of your soul via a route as yet identified to find what you seek. The manicured paths will bring you only temporary pleasure and great pain. So basically what this is saying is that you've got to go deep within your soul to do the work, to do the healing, to to shine the light on your shadows in order to shed those heavy energetic layers so that you can ascend and vibrate higher. You can't do that without doing the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And making room. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, making room totally. to bring in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... The card I pulled, it's from Work Your Light Oracle Card Cards, Shocker, um, <laughs> by Rebecca Campbell. And my card that I pulled was Awakening, which, you know, of course, Mandy and I, after getting her card and then we get mine, I'm like, oh. Yeah. That's what happens <laughs> That's after what... you do the work. Totally, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's part of the awakening process. Yes. Um, and so that this card's all about energetic upgrades, a new way of being and integration. So, you know, a big, 
it's I don't think you can get by an awakening process without going through um, the healing, process. the healing process, the internal, the getting yeah. to know yourself, um, the shadow works. I don't yeah. think you can go through it. Yeah. I think, you know, you can avoid it as you long can, as possible. As, yeah. But it'll always come it's back. It's going to you can be get a certain, yeah. you can get to a certain place before it smacks you in the face. Yes. And then yeah. you have to do the work. So what would you say? Like, what is the definition of shadow work for you? Um, so it's so funny because like the term yeah. sounds dark. Yeah. Well, right? Yeah. It sounds dark. And, <clears throat> but basically what I, how I see it is turning a spotlight inwards mm-hmm. into myself. And I feel like this where instead of me looking outwards for validation, um, for love, for anything, that guidance. yeah guidance it's like stopping and turning that uh spotlight inwards and you actually gave me that um image mm-hmm. because i remember what you did a reading for oh, me yeah. yes and this is like it stuck with me and i remember i it believe was it was my sh- third eye was it oh yes it was a third eye yeah. and you had saw this like i it was like a a spotlight and it was constantly searching everywhere, yeah. right? And you just saw this image of the spotlight searching everywhere. Yeah, that you were I like, to... it was like a frantic energy where you're like looking all over the place, looking for the answers, looking yes. for, you know, anything to bring to you. And the message was to to stop looking out and, and turn, turn it. spotlight yeah. inward. what a good one. Oh, that was a good nugget. <laughs> Yes. And like that, like stuck with me. And I, I feel like the shadow work is exactly that you're turning that light inwards and you're shining that light on parts of you that you've been avoiding, that you've been avoiding and maybe parts of you that you're not proud of. Yeah. Right. So that's what I kind of view shadow work as. Yes. How do you view it? The same way, same way. It's the, um, it's the part of the parts of you or the parts of your existence in this lifetime um, that you have been avoiding. You know, you don't think about it. You don't want to think about it. Every time you think about it, it makes you cringe or uh, it makes you feel a certain uncomfortable way or whatever. So it's going back intentionally to literally th- like think about that, journal about that, um, and then and then heal that. Yeah. Right? So and and doing that sort of stuff is is essentially doing the healing. Yes. There's other ways obviously that we can do the healing that is um also very supportive and we can talk about that in a few minutes, but um to me that's what shadow work means is just going back to to shine the light on those parts of your experience that you don't want to think about anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing. It can be it can be an experience like a trauma. Yeah. Or it can literally be like a limiting belief yes. that you've been programmed with yeah. since childhood that you didn't even realize that was kind of like, well, that's not me or yeah. I don't want to resonate with that. But it's, you're on such a- autopilot, yeah. right? And an example of that um, that I can give is I know uh, when I've looked inwards, I've realized that I can be judgmental at times. And of course I don't want to like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm a nice person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want to admit that I can be judgmental at times. Mm-hmm. Now, am I mean? And I say it to people. God, no, I would never say it. It's, it's something in my head that maybe I judge something like, oh, I wouldn't do it that way or anything. But that's like, okay, I shine that light on that surface level 
part of me that I didn't like. But you don't stop there. No. Right? I could, you know, I could be like, recognize it and be like, yeah, you are that way. And then keep going. But I think what truly to really transmute that and work through that is um, I went deeper than that. So it was like, okay, so yeah, you're judgmental at times. Why? Mm -hmm. Why are you judgmental? And I kind of went deep in and was like, well, you know, I'm a perfectionist at times. So yeah, maybe I see a post and I'm like, well, I wouldn't post that. And it's like, but that's me thing. Yeah. Not a them thing. Yeah. That's a me thing. And I'm like, well, why am I perfectionist? And I went deeper and mm-hmm. I was like, well, because you want things to look a certain way because you want to impress people and, and you don't want to be judged. Well, why don't you want to be judged? Well, that all comes back to self-worth. Yes. Right. So you can see this like surface level shadow that's just kind of gone down, 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 down. And I found the root of it. Yeah. And st- recognizing that root gives me that opportunities to start working on that. Mm-hmm. And for an example, for the, the judgment thing, you know, it was something that I was like, okay, it's pretty programmed, mm-hmm. right? It's just an automatic thought. You yeah. just don't think about it. Yep. So, you know, it's baby steps. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to be perfect. And all, all of a sudden now I'm never going to have a judgment of totally. anybody. It's the fact that I can recognize it when it happens. And those moments that I recognize that I did that, I then replace it with something that I'm like, but it's a beautiful song that they put with it or whatever it is, right? And to kind of like transmute that. And so, you know, that would be an example to me of like a non, like a a shadow work of something of not like a a experience. Yeah, yeah. Because like not everybody has trauma, but there's a lot of like limiting beliefs and stuff in them that programs and patterns Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff yeah I can give an example of like um an experience that I had to I had to do a lot of inner work uh like shadow work around my inner child okay yeah so I was super empathic like I am empathic very empathic we both are a lot of us are Mm -hmm. um but I didn't understand when I was younger how um like how people could treat other people badly you know yeah. what I mean? And I still I just, don't understand. Yeah, that. I don't either. <laughs> but it was um I was confused. And so it made me very um I guess I retracted in a sense to the and I still like even today, like you guys are getting the real Mandy. Mm-hmm. But this person, like even some of my close friends don't get this Mandy because I feel very comfortable with you Ali like and mm-hmm. we're just talking here having conversations and playing around and and whatever but it takes a really long time for people in my life to get to know this person because I learned really early on to retract because I could feel judgment I could feel um like just the low vibration like the bad like the gossip I could feel the uh the misunderstandings and I could feel like the like genuine meanness coming from other girls in my age group yeah and um not understanding why they would why they would want to hurt somebody on purpose or um and then not wanting to be part of that or not wanting to feel that any longer so I would I retracted I put these huge like walls up so you learned at a young age Mm -hmm. how to protect yourself and put up these huge walls yes and I know I have felt those walls yeah. with you. Even to this day, even now that we're closer, there's times that I'm like, her walls are up. Yeah. Not that they're necessarily up towards me. Yeah. 
but with life or whatever, I can feel when your walls go up. Yeah. Type of thing. A good example would be when we were in soul teacher together, like a lot of the girls, like the ladies in our, in our cohort, in our group, they didn't get to know the real me because I was very reserved because I could, and I didn't, you know, honest, it's on a, like a deep energetic level where I could feel the judgment or the competition or the like, uh, all of that stuff. And it just didn't, I just didn't want to feel it. So I couldn't, it was also like a, that is an automatic, Mm -hmm. right. That is an automatic thing for you. This is a limiting, this is something you have created from a young age that I don't even think you you wouldn't even have thought of it. It would have just gone up. Yeah. Right. Type of thing. So. So that's something I work on consistently is trying to, I don't know, I guess try to heal that, that young Mandy so that I don't have to carry it through into the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, but even like, so in high school, like I wasn't super proud of the person I was in high school because of the place that I lived in and the experiences I was having, the people I was surrounded with, you know, it was just, I just wasn't authentically me. Yeah. I was lost. Um, so I have had to do a lot of inner child work and healing on, you know, different parts of me at different stages in my life. Uh, and bring that piece of my soul back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, you could do that through meditation. That's how I do it. You can, or you can have a healer help you with that through through um, a healing or whatever. But it is just a, another example of shadow work or a healing that you can do um, it, through it, just because of an experience or 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 whichever in your past. But there's absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I um during this past year, uh, you know, I felt. I remember when we first started this whole process that Mandy had said, you know, you're going to go through this period. Like it's like a crumbling and it's uncomfortable. The tower card. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And it's like, it is the tower card and it's very uncomfortable and it's kind of like just everything upheavals. And I remember being like, okay, um, I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So avoid that all that you can. (laughs) And, um, and sure enough, it, it, bloody happened um <laughs> and it was like crumbling and right it's and not it, comfortable it's not comfortable anytime you're changing anything anytime you are putting a shadow on you know the inner you or getting to know you it is uncomfortable because to make changes you have to disrupt that yes right you can't you can't recognize these things and realize this is not you or you want this to be part of you without disrupting it. Yeah. And that disruption doesn't just happen with you. It happens with people around you, right? This kind of like moves outwards. Yeah. And the ripple effect. It totally is the ripple effect. And I know that one of the, the things that I also um, recognized in myself was a, mm-hmm. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. And, and realizing that being a people pleaser, I was, um, dishonoring myself, Mm -hmm. right. Um, because I was doing everything for everybody else and would take that step back. And I remember, I remember a a moment when I kind of just started to be like, no, I'm going to start saying no, I'm going to start standing up for myself a bit more, not in a confrontational way, because I also like to avoid confrontation. (laughs) Don't we all? Oh my right. gosh. And, um, it's the empath in us. It's the em- Yeah. So it's like avoiding confrontation, people pleaser. Yeah. But I remember standing up for myself in this moment that I was just like, no, this was, it wasn't fair. And I was like, no. And I stood up for myself and this caused ripples. Yes. Right. Because all of a sudden the people that I was standing up to is like, whoa, mm-hmm. what's wrong with Allison? Yeah. 
you know, what's gotten into, yeah, what's gotten into her. And of course that people pleaser is like, you don't want, and you're like, oh no, I don't want them to think that. Like, I don't want to think, am I being mean? But I was like, no, like all of a sudden there was a shift in me and I was like, no, no. I'm in the right. I know I'm in the right and I'm going to stay strong with that and I'm not backing down. And what I had to do is hold compassion, not just for myself because that was very uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but also hold compassion for the people around me because I was changing the narrative of who I am. Yeah. Right? Big time. Yeah. And I needed to hold compassion for them to know that, yeah, I'm changing into a better version of me, Mm -hmm. but they also need time to catch up to that. Yeah. They're not used to that. Instead of me being angry, like, how dare you? And good for you you for recognizing that, you know? Yeah. And that was like, that was a big eye opening. And that took, and that took, that took a bit, right? Mm -hmm. That took a bit of time to, to be able to move through that and understand that I was, I was changing the narrative that other people need time to catch, to, up. to catch up with that and and that's okay um you know I I remember during this kind of like process I started seeing a therapist actually yeah um but you know I've always been one that's just like I've, I've therapy was always something we grew up with mm-hmm. in life it was like oh going to family therapy it was just a normal thing and yeah. I remember I was see I started seeing a therapist because I was digging up things mm-hmm. and I just needed to be able to talk it out and process some of the things that I was digging up and yeah. kind of understanding who I was. Like, yeah. who is Allison? Mm-hmm. Not who everybody wants me to be. Right. Who am I truly? Yeah. And I remember this this kind of, like, incident came up with um, a best friend of mine in high school, my ride or die. And I remember... From high school? From high school, yeah. yeah. She was she was my ride or die, like, and I'm the type of person like that loyal, right? Like mm-hmm. H, now that you're my buddy, <laughs> I am one hundred percent loyal. Don't leave me. No. <laughs> totally sounds psycho. But it was like, you know, it was just like it's very much I'm not the type to have like a bunch of friends. It's usually yeah. like very, you me know, too. one or two, yeah. right? And I remember the relationship shifting at, at one point and I couldn't understand it. There was some um, meanness directed yeah. towards me. And I remember like, I remember feeling this and being like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah. why is she changing? And then all of a sudden there was uh, the end point where a conversation came and I was basically told like, I don't like this about you. I don't like this. I don't like that you wear makeup. I don't like this and this. And it was shattering Yeah, because I was sitting there going like, you're my ride or die. Like yeah. I would never say that about you. Yeah. And it was like everything like about who I was. Yeah. And it was very upsetting. Mm-hmm. But the reason I reason this kind of came up in this past year, because like I don't think about this. No, right? yeah. Like I'm I've moved past that. That's yeah. like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but what I what kind of came up from that was there's this wound yes. there, this energetic wound that Basically, I never dealt with it. Yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, as time went on, I've stopped forgetting. But it, it is always definitely a sore point. Like, if I think of that person, that kind of hits home. And I remember the therapist helping me work through this kind of said, and it wasn't even anything to work through, but it mm-hmm. was it was something that she recognized that I needed to work through. Yeah. And I remember her saying, like, Allison, you were, what, in your late teens, very impressionable age. Mm-hmm. For someone that you had full trust in mm-hmm. to tear down your character. Mm-hmm. She was like, of course, 
that would have have a wound that has not been healed. Yeah. And and it was something like I was like, oh God, I never even thought of that. That in my relationships with friends, yeah. Now, yes. I was showing this people pleaser, like I was making myself a doormat yep. unconsciously because of this wound back when I was a teenager. Totally. And I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it was like, and I, I got it. Like the, I just got gooseies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when you get those. But it was like, I got it. Mm-hmm. And I remember writing a letter to this friend back yeah. in high school and didn't send it. Like it was literally, this was a releasing, right? Yes. Writing a letter of how it made me feel, mm-hmm. whatever is releasing it, burning it, getting rid of it yeah. to kind of heal that and kind of move on from that. So that's like showing that was like, right. You would have, if anybody asked me, I'd be like, I don't think about that. Yeah. It's not a big deal yeah. and brush it off. But so many of those things can be brought forward energetically that if you're not dealing with it, um, they're holding, they're, they're creating some sort of pattern or uh, energetic block of some sort in, in your life now. So going back to heal all of those things that you've been avoiding all of this time mm-hmm. can is sh- ultimately shedding all these heavy layers so that we can vibrate higher and um, feel lighter and not so stuck mm-hmm. or um, or heavy. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. I've done the same thing like with tons of friends in high school and uh, mostly like middle school and high school. I moved to a new city in middle school. And so all of my, I had to make new friends. Oh, that had been hard. It was hard. And all of these friends that I had used me in so many different ways. Like, uh, just, they just like took advantage of my, um, I guess my naiveness, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. I was so innocent and so naive and I would just like, I literally just didn't understand how people could be so mean to other people. And that was really the root cause or where I really started to retract into like, I just don't understand these people. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not really going to engage. I'm going to be present. Um, yeah. and, and I'm going to be, fooled. yeah. And I'm going to be nice and I'm going to be uh, friendly because I can't, I literally, it, Honestly, it takes me so much more energy to be mean to somebody than it does for me just to be cordial or nice to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is where it began for me as well. So I had to go back and do a lot of healing on on that Mandy. And then so like middle school Mandy, high school Mandy, young adult Mandy, like even like way back to like my child, my inner child child. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny though, like during... um, this process, I've we've learned a lot how in, the inner child, mm-hmm. how much that affects. Like, what is what is the saying? I I, I think I've heard that we are pr- like up until age seven is this like our programs are set. Yes, certain programs in us yeah. are set yeah. that are going to move through life. I God, I wish I knew that before my kids hit seven. Right? <laughs> Literally, my kid yeah. turned seven this year. Come on. <laughs> Like, I wish I was a conscious parent when my kids were babies. Exactly. Because then you're just thinking back going, oh, my goodness. And and I bet anybody, if you actually took the time to look inwards and really think about your your upbringing. Like, I struggled with that because I had a narrative in my head. Like, Mm -hmm. I I did have a great upbringing. I did, I had a beautiful upbringing. Um you know, very close with my sister and my parents. And, um, 
but I also created this narrative around that. I protected that mm-hmm. image mm-hmm. in my head. And, you know, there this past year, there was things that I did start to realize that I was like, oh, oh, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's not that picture perfect. Yeah. Right. I put these things up on pedestals Mm -hmm. and it's just like, no, this is a perfect family. And we had a perfect upbringing and this was, everything was perfect. And, and not to say that there was anything traumatic, but there's, there is moments that I realize I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like I think for myself with weight, um, weight issues and self-esteem mm-hmm. that is something that's kind of come up in my in my this past year god it's been a heavy year <laughs> oh my so goodness it's just constantly unpacking <laughs> um but kind of understanding i've always had like a hard a difficult relationship with self-love with my weight mm-hmm. with food and again i started to unpack that and be yeah. like where did this come from that's when i'm starting to unpack right now it's a hard one right yeah. and i kind of unpacked this and i realized it came to me that I was like, oh, I think this came from programming from my mom. Mm-hmm. And of course, I instantly was like, mm, there could be <laughs> nothing wrong with my mom is perfect. And there is nothing that's going to shake this reality that I've created in my head yeah. about my family, about, right? Because I yeah. really, this was a strong sense for me. And that was a hard one to kind of work through. And I realized, no, this is programming from my mom. But I also realized that's programming from her mom. And this is a generational programming, yes. right? Yep. She got this programming. I'm just now aware of yep. it. And now you're the one that can break it. Yeah. Because she wasn't aware and, and then her mother wasn't aware and, and so on and so on, right? So these patterns start to appear through generations. And that's called like ancestral healing. Yes. When you start healing it in this, like a lot of people are here to heal ancestral healing or to do the ancestral healing um like a lot of people and it's just recognizing the patterns that have been brought down over generation and generation and and doing the work on that in this lifetime for yourself and that will ultimately heal not just yourself in this lifetime but all of the generations previous as well so that breaks that pattern and it doesn't move forward which is amazing yeah and it, it can like i can't even it's it's amazing that we can do this sort of stuff or that we're even aware or conscious that this work can, can be done. Absolutely. Yeah. We talk a lot about um about doing the shadow work and and the healings and stuff, but how do you do it? Cuz there's so many ways that you can do it and it's such an individual path mm-hmm. for like everybody's healing journey is going to be different. Like you couldn't look at my healing journey or Allison's healing journey and compare. You never want to compare your healing journey with anybody because we all have different programs. We all have different traumas. We all have different experiences. Mm -hmm. So everybody's journey is going to be different. And the way that we do it is going to be different. But there are ways that um, you can start uh, healing. And for me, one of the biggest ones was through journaling at the beginning yeah. before I even knew about meditation. So I used to journal a lot. Every time something heavy was on my heart, I would just journal it out um, and then burn it. Oh, beautiful. Yep. yep. Um, so I was just doing that intuitively, I guess. You yeah. Know? But that is one way you can do it. You can journal it. So if you really need to get something off your chest, like you said, to write a letter to that person, mm-hmm. write that letter out, write it to your parents or your sibling or your ex, whatever write it out and then burn it. That is one way to release it into the universe and to, to just kind of move that. You can work with the full moon because the full moon is all about releasing beautiful energy. Yeah. Um, and then also for me, I did 
a lot of my inner child work through meditation. So um, started meditation, we talked about this, how you can start doing guided meditations and then eventually you can get to the point where you're guiding yourself yeah. and you're, and that's where I would do it. So I would envision myself going to see, you know, and I would picture my, my younger self and I would talk to her in my meditation, you know, in my mind, not out loud <laughs> to be like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You didn't know any better. You're, you're just picking up on the energies. You didn't know how to protect your energy and is nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And just like, I would just speak love and healing and, and then I would imagine her filling with light and then I would hug her and then I would bring her back into my heart. Mm. And that was essentially like a soul retrieval and a healing at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And that's like, you know, no. And that's like beautiful. And, and it's funny, like you say the journaling, cause (laughs) I don't like writing. (laughs) Like it, it's so it's 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 funny how it has to be a personal thing. Yeah, right? I'm not big on writing, no. on journaling, mm-hmm. um, and so for me it was I'm really I'm I'm in my head a lot. Yeah, that is not all not obviously a good thing at all times, yeah. right? But I very much am in my head, always have been. So mine really started there where you I analyze st- everything, analyze it and yeah. I can break it down and I can like, you know, really work through something. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's where my kind of started where I just kind of started turning inwards and understanding who I am, mm-hmm. right? And really trying to understand who I am and not being afraid to look at the parts of me that I'm not proud of, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to then sit with that and just start dissecting it. Now, one thing, you know, you could sit there and be like, oh, okay, one night I'm going to go through and I'm going to be like, I don't like this, 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 this. Now what do I do? <laughs> like you, 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 I think like you need to take time on each one. Yeah. And it's a, like, it is a healing journey. It's called a journey for a reason. Yeah. It you're is not just like all of a sudden I identified nine things or seven things. And, and I did like, a meditation and now and we're, we're done. done. No, that's no, no, no. You need to <laughs> sit wish. with, I know. Right. <laughs> and it's it like, to yeah. the world and we're done. And we're done. <laughs> and so it's like, you need to, to honor that and take time with each one yeah. and really kind of like go inwards. That could mean journaling, right? That could mean getting a therapist to talk it out with, right? Um, I found that, like, I am so, I actually started the therapist for my eating um, where I have, like, a bad relationship with food. Mm -hmm. I actually had started with her for that reason. Yeah. And we were working on that, but then I started soul teacher and everything all started to <laughs> get all worked and mixed up inside of me. And it, it quickly turned to, I need to talk about this. Right. Yeah. So it would be things that was being stirred up my, the shadow work that I was doing and I was having to talk it out with her. Mm-hmm. And it was funny though. We, I would get to some of these sessions and I'd already worked it out in uh, my head. Yeah. Like, I, I was already like, yes, and then I know that this is because of this, and I know that this is because of this, and I would go through this, like, and she'd be like, wow, like, you've really kind of, like, worked through that, and <laughs> I, I'm not sure what else I can do, and I'm like, just saying it out loud just, like, yes. helped, right? Yeah. But that could be another thing to have mm-hmm. on top of it. Like, you could do all of them. Yeah. Um, 
obviously the meditation, I mm-hmm. think, uh, that was me doing it individually for, and personally for myself. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. But there's so many different ways, ways to, to support, you know, yeah. and you can, and having a support team around you. So you can even mm-hmm. have a healer, yeah. um, you know, do a healing for you in the sense where you, you just are laying down and relaxing, uh, maybe meditating. And this healer is going into your energy and helping you shift and yeah. mix up this energy for you. But I think what is important to realize they're not going to do it for, for like they're you. not going to take, no. you can't just go to a healer and be like, I have, I have like an issue or I had this trauma in my past. Please just like fix it. it there's no way no. to skip over you going inwards and actually working through it yourself. Yeah. Right. But the healer can identify, help you identify yeah. what, um, what to work on mm-hmm. and possibly help guide you to do that work. And also shift some energy to get it going for you. Yeah, and kind of make it, I say easier, but typically, no, typically they're shifting and it's it going to bring it up more. Yeah, it almost like puts it on overdrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, you know, it was a good session when you walk away crying. Yes. You know what, though? And so that's true, though. I almost, every time I do a healing for somebody, I always have to disclaim it and be like, okay, so you we're going to shift energy. We did a big healing. So you may feel really blissful tomorrow, really light, really happy. But based on what we worked on, probably you're going to ball your face off for, yes. and that's okay. Cause I, we did, I did a big healing in June, yeah. this past June, and it was a huge cord cutting. And, uh, I, I don't know if I shared this story before, but, um, no, <laughs> And not even an hour later, it was two hours later, two hours later, I was in my room bawling my face off because my birthday party was going to get canceled because my son now had to go to a lacrosse tournament. Yeah. And I was devastated because I was turning 40. I never celebrate my birthday ever. And it was my 40th birthday and we were going to go camping with friends and it was going to be fun. We were going to be on the beach. I was so looking forward to it. And then, and then now my, my um, son has to go to lacrosse for this tournament that got switched from an at the weekend before for some other reason. And so we had to cancel our trip and literally like the stupidest reason like that honestly is it, that's not a, a reason to like to ball for an hour over. Right. But I knew I was shifting the energy from the cord cutting that we just did. And so I allowed myself to sob it out knowing it had nothing to do with my birthday party. <laughs> it was more <laughs> about the energy being released that we had just worked through in our, in our thing. But, yeah. um, but, but it is that energy being released. Yeah. You need to not hold that in. And you could have easily been like, Oh, come on, Mandy, suck it up. Yeah. Like this is just a party done. Put on your face, enter the world and I'm back. Yeah. But all you did was just take that energy that, that was like, like if you did that, that yeah. would be that energy. That was this ball of energy oh, yeah. that all of a sudden you're just sucking down. in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be absorbing. I wouldn't be letting that out. No. Yeah, you're right. I and eventually, Eventually, that was going to come out no matter what. Yeah. It, that volatile can't stay there. No, you can't. Right? Yeah. And I, I even think, you know, for anyone that is maybe even dealing with past traumas. Yeah. Right? Um, past traumas that you haven't fully released yeah. and yeah. healed and gone through with. Like, you may, have, you may have gone through therapy at the time and, oh, yeah, well, I went through therapy. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But usually at the time, you don't realize... Um, maybe the full depth of that yeah. trauma. Yeah. And so, you know, facing some 
past traumas and working through that. And that's when you may want a therapist too, right? Yeah. To involve. Cause when it kind of pulls your up, team, you got to have your team. Yeah. You got to have the team. You got to have support around you because yeah. it is going to stir up, especially if it's yeah. a past trauma, if it's a, you know, childhood, um, a parent was abusive or something, right. And or grief. this is during your programming yeah. and yeah. it's, creating who you are, right? Mm-hmm. If there was abuse there, that's some big layers to work through. Yeah. But again, to be able to move past that and make room mm-hmm. to allow in more light and to awaken, like if that's what you're wanting to do, if you're on this journey and you're wanting to feel lighter and awaken yes, and, and vibrate higher, then you have to move away yeah. this, the stuff that is blocking that. Yeah. And it's, I'm glad you said layers because I think we touched on this previously, but we can go into it a little bit more depth, Mm -hmm. but healing, it does happen in layers. So the first time you revisit this, um, experience or whatever you're working on healing, the first time you visit that it, you know, you might end up leaving or coming away from that and pulling for an hour about something so trivial. But the next time you do some work on it, it might not be bawling. It might be, you know, a feelings of sadness. Yeah. Um, or, and then the next time after that, it could just be, you know, an understanding and a journaling or releasing it some other way. So, or recognizing it too, yeah. right? It could even just be where all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. oh, I see it. That yeah. is from this. Mm-hmm. And you're right, journaling, and all you need to do is just kind of journal and let it out. You yeah. may see your triggers. Yeah. Or even just speaking to your counselor about it or, or however, however it is that you're choosing to deal with uh, whatever it is that you're working on healing. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the other thing. It's not like one and done. Like, no. you know, like m- m- judgment for me, like that part of it, that has been something that, you know, it's life gets hectic and you start to forget and you go back. It's so easy to go back to our old ways. Yes. And it's something that I'm constantly having to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's like, you mm-hmm. need to pull back. Yeah. Um, and so even with any of these type of healings, it's like, you know, even with that friend that I kind of did that release that letter, there's still going to be times that I need to be conscious of that mm-hmm. going into friendships, friendships and realizing and recognizing mm-hmm. being like, Oh, you're being that doormat again. You're being that people pleaser because mm-hmm. you don't want this and this. And now I can look at it objectively. Yes. Right. You can zoom out and look at it from a different perspective. I was seeing it. I was literally my head zooming out. (laughs) Do you see some themes here? (laughs) Yeah, the zooming out. I know. Yeah. So I just, um, yeah, it just feels like it's such an important part Mm -hmm. of uh, the, the awakening process. Yeah. Um, This turning inwards. Get to know you on a soul level and truly you, not what everybody else wants you to be. Not, yeah. Not, yes. Yeah. Not Who what people are projecting you? on you. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. if that means you're going to be, be saying no a bit more, that's okay. Yeah. That, that's good. Those are healthy boundaries, yeah. you know? So, um, and people will eventually get to know the new you. Yeah. And you know, those people will accept you, the ones that you, love you and that are meant to be in your life and that support you. They're going to accept this new part of you or this new you and they're probably going to be proud of you yes. as well it's i would a new think version yeah. of you right updated 2.0 boom <laughs> and then the people that don't want to accept it 
then those are the people who are not meant to be in your life. Yeah. Those are the people that they're is the, part of that letting go. They're your, they're the teachers. They're the contract. They're contracted teachers for you, for you, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the healings that we learned in Soul Teacher. So, um, what are like, what are your favorite ones? Well, let's go through them and then and then let's go through our favorite ones. Yeah. So do you want to list them? I'm okay. Like in my head, I make up my own words. Obviously, <laughs> that's a theme. Okay. Uh, so we can we uh, soul retrieval. Yep. That is so soul retrieval is when you go. Let's just go through them and then we'll. Okay. Soul mm-hmm. retrieval, energetic cord cutting, mm-hmm. past life healings, mm-hmm. future self healings, past self healings, mm-hmm. um, compassionate beings release. Um, I think I'm. Am I missing any? We probably are, and I know yeah. our soul sisters are like this one yeah. when you hear it. <laughs> these are all like, um, oh, and then there's Reiki healing, but you can also do um, theta healing. You can do hypnotherapy. Like, there's all those types of healings as well, yeah. like energy healings. So much, yeah, so much, and so much support. But um, I tend to do a lot of past life healings, and a past life healing is when you go into that person's Akashic records. Mm -hmm. So if you're dealing with a pattern in your life that you just literally have no idea where it start, where it started from or why it's like a fear of, um, a fear of heights, easy example, fear Mm -hmm. of heights. I don't know why I'm scared of heights. I didn't fall off a cliff. I didn't, you know, jump off a cliff or whatever. There's no reason for me to have fear of heights. We could go into your Akashic records and view the first lifetime in which you um experienced falling or dying from falling of some sort and heal that experience because a lot of times we will carry through energy from those traumatic experiences in past lives if we didn't heal it in that lifetime mm-hmm. we might carry it through into this lifetime it leaves an imprint on yeah. your energy yeah it's like yeah it's an imprinted on your soul mm-hmm. right so we can go back and even just bringing awareness to that experience will be a healing in of itself but then doing a healing in um in your akashic records in that lifetime um should help heal the or start the process of healing in this lifetime well and i can give an example of a healing that mandy did for this reason Mm -hmm. on me and this was when i was at the very like just in the very beginning of kind of going down this awakening process and and i said to her Oh, because meditation, yeah. it brought up something that I get very anxious about, which is breathing. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so stupid. And you're like a trained singer. I'm right? a trained singer. <laughs> yes. And and <laughs> breathing makes me anxious. No. <laughs> breath work. So, breath work. Yeah. So, but what kind of came up with that was obviously in meditation, part of it is like controlling the breath and focusing on the breath and I do get very anxious when I need to actually focus on breath. And I realize that there's a pattern in my life of this. I'm mm-hmm. like, why am I constantly having to deal with this? So, for instance, I am a singer. Mm-hmm. And I remember at a young age when I was going through singing lessons, the breath. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I hated when they would be like, breathe from your diaphragm. And the moment you tell me how to breathe, all of a sudden I'm like, I can't breathe. Right? I mm-hmm. get this like fear of I can't breathe. And then when I was a teenager, I had my first panic attack. And obviously with a panic attack, it's the the coping mechanism is breathing. Mm-hmm. How to calm yourself down. Right? And it's all about breath work. Mm-hmm. 
did not, it makes me very uncomfortable. So when this kind of presented where I had to do this meditation and started focusing on breathing, I'm like, whoa, like again, Yeah. something else I need to. And so I remember saying to Mandy, can you, can you look at a past life to see like, this is a pattern, obviously. Yeah. And I remember... And there's no reason for it. There was no... Yeah, yeah. there was no reason, but I get anxious around it. And so I remember you went into my Akashic Records to look at past lives. Do you remember what you saw? Uh, I do. I've seen a few of your past lives, so I can't really... So you you share. Yeah, so I remember you went back and there was like a few life past lives that Mm -hmm. you witnessed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was like one of them was I was... I believe I was a man on a ship. Like a sailor. A sailor. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a huge storm and I was out on the dock or on the deck. Yeah. And there was a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I fell over or something, but speared through my lungs. Yes. Like it was speared through and I through died. the back of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I died um, that way there. I remember there was like a young boy. There was a past life when I was a young boy, like a paper boy or something. I don't know what happened with that but again it was a, something to do with my lungs and breathing that I, I oh died. you were sick yeah yeah you, yeah I yeah had an illness and you it was labored breathing yes yeah and so you kind of went back to these past lives yeah. that would have shown like why I have this anxiety around it and mm-hmm. then you also said but this life you decided in this life to come and fill your lungs yeah use your lungs and that's why I was given the ability to sing yeah and um, oh so beautiful right like yeah. it was such a beautiful and it was just so kind of like and it, it just kind of like click 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 yeah. that it's like it doesn't mean that all of a sudden all of a sudden I'm like I'm good with breathing <laughs> no yeah um but I'm better yeah you I are. am better you've the- even done breath work sessions which is actually another healing technique or an oh yeah that made me anxious yeah but you've done because <laughs> that was intense yeah it is actually breath work is a it's huge intense. I forgot about breath work I can't believe I forgot about it but yeah yeah it can really shift energy quickly for you if you do if you work with a breath work practitioner yes um, yeah it's amazing obviously one that you do. that you trust or that you you know you feel good with but mm-hmm. I I've been wanting to take um my like certificate on breath work so it can be something that I offer with healings but it's not something I'm doing right now but there's lots of people out there <laughs> I avoid that it. it I know but <laughs> you but I you did, did a it. session yeah. I did a session I did a session of breath work because I was very curious about it mm-hmm. um and it, yeah it definitely it would be something that challenges me yeah Right. It would be me facing that kind of thing, because even during it, there was many times that I was like, I can't do this. Right. Yeah. Like I just felt like I couldn't breathe. But I bet you the next time you do it, it won't be so hard. Yeah, it wouldn't be wouldn't be as yeah. hard. But it's like one of those things where you avoid it because you're like, I don't want to guess what we're doing next week. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't avoid it. We just talked about <laughs> this. Damn it. <laughs> so I know. I know. Mm. Um, so what would you say is your favorite Out of all the healings, what is your favorite? Okay, I I love doing the past life healings. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, I really love those, and I actually now am and I'm doing like Reiki healing on that person within that life. It's like oh, so it's so so deep, yeah, yes. So I'm doing like Reiki on the that person. Yeah, it's just intense. It's really good. Yeah, and then um, I'm doing a lot of, and I really enjoy cord cutting and soul retrievals nice yeah see I'm like that's not mine what are your favorites (laughs) I love uh compassionate being oh that's removals yeah Yeah. um I think I feel I've done I I don't know I feel confident 
uh, with that one. I like and, that one. I like them all. Yeah. And, and I'll even just explain compassionate yeah. being released. Cause like what? Yes. Um, it's so basically it's like energies can kind of like glob onto you. Not they're, to mean that they're bad. No, just like on their own. They hooked onto you for a ride and yeah. they're just kind of like a ride out. or they think they're helping you yeah. in a sense. Right. Yeah. So there's, so in the, that healing, you can go in and basically remove um, any compassionate beings that have attached themselves to you. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like during that removal, sometimes you, you you're talking to them to kind of be like, "What?" And they and they can hold on because yeah. they, sometimes they they're like, "No, I'm helping." Yeah, I'm here for a reason. Like I'm helping this, and yeah. you're like, "Nope, she doesn't need you." Like we need to remove. And I have found like when we've done compassionate being releases, like. I have, I remember with you, I think it was your, what was it? Was it your shoulder blade or there was something I found and then you were like, oh my God, I've been feeling that, Mm -hmm. right? You've been feeling the tension or whatever. In my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I really like that one. Um, And I do also like past life. I really like past life um, healings. And I think part of that is like my curiosity of going into people's past lives. That's pretty freaking neat. It is. It's so cool. It's so cool. I really like doing for myself, um, the future self healing, Mm. but it's really more like, so a future self healing is when you, um, you essentially journey to yourself in the future and you sit down and have a conversation with this person and you, they, you know, you see how they look, you see what their essence is, what their energy is like. And then if you like that person, you, you know, ask them, like, how did you get here? How did you get from where I am today to where you are today? And then if you don't like what you see, yeah, you know, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. How can I change it? Right. So I really like that healing or that meditation, essentially, because it's like a meditation for me. Anyways, yeah. I go in and I talk to my future self. I see what she looks like. We, you know, I, how did I, how did I get there? I really like that space or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also mm-hmm. like the past self healing. This one's really good. Actually, it's a little bit. Like, the first time I did it, I actually released a per like, my myself in that moment. Mm. Like, yesterday's Mandy. So, oh, Do you wow. remember that? Yeah. 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 So, we did, we learned this one in Soul Teacher, and uh, essentially, you're going into meditation again, and you journey, you're, you journey to this, like, it's kind of dark, but a graveyard. <laughs> I remember when we were learning this and I was like, what the heck am I doing? I know. What is this? I think every person in that, every uh, student in that one all kind of said, this kind of freaked me out a little bit. Like, I'm like going to a graveyard. Yes. But and then you're asked like, well, how many do you see? How many yes. gravestones do you see? And it's amazing. And it's really just really what it is is this beautiful ceremony of you um, releasing a past version of yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be. I would imagine it doesn't have to be a, a cemetery or a gravestone. That's just how um, Nikki was taught. Like how her spirit guides showed this healing to her. Like how mm. how she learned this. Like because she learned. I think she learned this from the Akashic records, like the Book of Healings or or whatever. Yeah. And so she was. Was taught this by her spirit guides i think yeah. um she can correct us if we're wrong but um i don't imagine it has to be a graveyard no probably be like you could push mean. push one of them off a cliff yeah. <laughs> totally. but, that was the vision i got where i was like you're gone yeah. <laughs> don't need you don't <laughs> but yeah so i had in that in this whole teacher course uh when she was journeying us through this and we were all doing it for ourselves at that moment I laid to rest like my yesterday Mandy and I was like wow. wow this like I just 
you know, transformed. I'm transforming through this, uh, through this course. And I really did. Mm-hmm. And I am completely a different person than I was yesterday than I was a month ago or yes. whatever. So yeah. if there is versions of yourself that you aren't ready to let go of, this healing can be very supportive in doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like you're letting go of 17 year old Mandy yeah. or, you know, seven year old Mandy, yeah. just different things that it's like, yeah, I went through this and it was really traumatic and I'm going to, I'm going to let this I'm go. I'm ready I don't to let need, it go. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to hold on to this yeah. version of me yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, um, I also find that in my readings, that my readings and also in my self meditation yeah. is I will go to uh, the spirit world and go to the healing garden. Oh, yeah. Right. We were talking about this healing garden and I will go there and go to, you know, my space and basically call in my healing team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I'm doing it for myself, I basically kind of call them in and I just I leave it there. Like I basically, in a way it's like, okay, I'm going to be here. That's how I end my meditation because I'm letting them work on me. Um, but when I'm doing readings, I find, even if I've done healings, we always tend to end at going to a healing garden. Now Mm. I've had some people that we've gone to the underworld and gone into, it's a beautiful scene where it's like a willow tree Yeah, yeah, and the willow tree kind of scoops them up yeah it's beautiful and wraps them and the energy is going in and I leave them there to have their healing team and the willow tree heal them yeah wait but wait you said underworld so let's just say that's not a scary that's not hell (laughs) (laughs) it's more like avatar the way that we see it is more like avatar type type of space like a dimension yeah and very very beautiful very healing that's where a lot of like the plant fairies fairies and Uh, All of that sort of stuff exists. Beautiful. It's very Avatar. I love Avatar. Yes. Um, But, and then, you know, and some people I go to the spirit world and bring them there and I go to their healing garden and I sit and I invite their healing team in and either we work on the person together Mm -hmm. um, and then their healing team takes them away or again, I leave them there to get the upgrades or whatever that they're needing to heal. And I, and I love that. I love that part of it. Yes, I do too. Yeah, and it's just such a nice, easy way, even just for yourself. Yeah. Right? Create a healing garden yeah. in your mind. Create yeah. a healing garden. What would your healing garden look like? Or maybe it's not even a garden. Maybe it's a a beach. Or yes. um maybe it's a cliff or like maybe it's a crystalline a body of water. Yeah. Hint I... hint that's mine. <laughs> that's mine too. Yeah, it's really it's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, but you can, honestly, you create, that's what you do is you create your own space mm-hmm. within your your own mind, whatever images you're seeing, whatever feel, makes you feel at peace and calm. And then you could just imagine yourself in that space um, doing the work that you want to do or bringing attention to whatever it is you need to bring attention to and just, just let it flow. Yeah. Just, set, or set the intention to bring, sometimes I just go there and I won't even have anything that I want to yeah. heal, but I'll just go there and set the intention, invite my healing team in literally in my head saying, you know, I asked for my healing team, uh, to come in and to heal whatever they feel needs to be healed. Yeah, yeah. And I leave it at that. Yeah. And I just know that I'm getting less kind of deep rooted mm-hmm. healing type of thing. So yeah, I'm like, I feel you know, if you, if you start doing inner work and 
you're digging up some real stuff, finish it, finish whatever, whatever you're doing, whether you're journaling, whatever moment, finish it within meditation yeah. and bring yourself to where you want to be healed and call in, ask your healing team to come yeah. and just, you know, set that intention that they're just going to heal what needs to be healed. Yeah. How do you do that? Do you ever do like, um, like, cause whenever I do that intentionally, I always set the space with like a, a dome of white light mm-hmm. so that my space is protected, um, by a dome of white light and only being, I set the intention on be only beings of, um, love or good intention or whatever can join me in my healing, like my light beings, my guardian angels, my healing team, my spirit guides, any ancestors or loved ones that are of good health, mm-hmm. uh, like only those beings can join me in the circle. Cause I actually worked with somebody, uh, who allows all beings to work with her. Oh, it was really interesting. And she, um, she's a beautiful soul. She has so much love, so much compassion, <clears throat> but she ha- is so open that she doesn't have any boundaries and she doesn't have any, um, she just lets every every being work with her. Like she's yeah. she's very connected. So all the a lot of beings will work with her. Not bad beings, just like a lot of beings. Yeah. So if she was able, like I, one of the things I, her guides wanted her to do because she was like, why am why is this happening to me and what is going on and all these things and I'm like, your guides need you to do more energy protecting. But she sort of likes being guided by all these beings. Mm. But then she gets confused as to like the messages she's receiving because they're coming from so many different beings and you need to control that you need to control it. So when you're doing this work, it's really important to have discernment Mm -hmm. in, um, with the, like with the energy that you're calling in Mm -hmm. and that you're working with too. So you want to be, you want to make sure you're setting your space and you're creating a sacred space, um, full of love and light. And, you know, just imagine it as a dome of white light over the circle that you're in and only call in certain beings and just set the intention that no other beings or energies can, can work with you. Yeah. So like, I don't do that in a healing. So basically before I go into any meditation, we do I set that, that yeah. right? So I don't do that in my uh, healing space. Like if I go to, and usually my healing space is in the spirit world. Yeah. That's a divine yes. love anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but yes, before going into any meditation, yeah. anytime I'm opening myself up to connect, even us coming on here and yeah. talking. We set the space. We set the space, right? I always yeah. call an Archangel Michael. Sometimes I call in a few other archangels, um, depending, uh, on what I'm doing. And I, you know, just basically ask them to protect the space. And I do the whole like bubbling thing and, and, you know, even my gatekeeper, like I invite my gatekeeper Mm -hmm. to, um, control that only love and light come in. Right. What is a gatekeeper? Well, exactly what it's, what it is. Mm -hmm. It's somebody that's there that you can call upon. It's just another, um, I call them guardians of light. Yeah, that they mm-hmm. kind of come and only allow in, mm-hmm. you know, what you're asking, right? Yeah. They, they're kind of using that uh, discernment for they're like you. like the bouncer. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I also feel like, yeah, they are the bouncer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like mine, I'm just kind of getting an image of him. <laughs> I feel like he's like a, um, oh, what is that? Like a... Oh, you know when you can see something and you're just like, what the heck? Like a four-leaf clover. What's that? A uh, leprechaun? Yeah, he's a leprechaun. <laughs> I feel like he's a leprechaun. I don't know why. That I just so see funny. this leprechaun. I don't know why. I see two, for me, two 
two like beams of light mm. that stand beside me. Mm-hmm. That's how I've envisioned it. Kind for of me. like that's see? what it feels like for me. Yeah. Yeah, and so and like and just kind of setting that so that you know only mm-hmm. and then I know I'm protected once I'm in that space. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, yeah. That's and we we'll go into that more. Yeah. Um, well, I think we episodes. we did touch on it. I think the, maybe the first or second episode. But if you're intentionally planning to do some of this shadow work. And open up your intuition. It is so important to make sure that you're protecting your energy. You're cleansing your energy. Not just like in your day, like when you go out to the grocery store kind of thing. But also when you're going into meditation and you're intentionally wanting to open up. Oh, I cleanse after every... Yeah. Anytime I'm connecting. Mm-hmm. Not just like doing a meditation just to be like... Loo, loo, loo. Like yeah. when I'm connecting, mm-hmm. I always end with... Uh, whether I'm being healed. Like if I'm being healed and being healed, I leave at that point. Yeah. But if I'm not, I always end with cleansing my energy um, and grounding myself. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, good. So I hope that kind of helps express or explain sort of the importance of doing the shadow work or the inner work how it can um show up in as layers Mm -hmm. um how you have like surface level and then you have to go deeper dig deeper dig deeper till you get to the root yeah work on the root and then um you know as you it's important to um remember that as you heal it's, it'll still come up and you'll still have more healing to do, but it won't be as heavy as the first time and it'll kind of like get easier as you go. But it is a journey and it's ongoing and there's always things to, <laughs> always things to heal. Always, always. Mm-hmm. It's never, never ending. Yeah. And right? it's important to have a support, uh, support team around you. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to, but you know, there's those options there for you. It's always helpful. So helpful. So I think that is a great place for us to wrap up today's conversation We are so thankful for you joining us. And if you feel called, please, we would appreciate a review. And uh, don't forget about our Intuition 101 course and reach out if you have any questions about it. And we look forward to seeing you next week.